and we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, which actually gives me an opportunity to use the Santa Pimp Hat, which unfortunately, because we've been gone for the last couple of weeks, means I have to unfortunately get rid of it and put back on the blue hat because I will never wear one of those red hats other than the Santa hat. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Huge and Tribble pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name. It's everywhere. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. You thought after a two-week vacation that I would have actually forgotten how to do this job, and you would have almost been right, except I kept very good notes for myself. Back before they changed how we did everything over here on YouTube, but you know what? I still remembered how I do it. Muscle memory is a great thing. We may talk about that. We probably won't. Let me go ahead and introduce you to who made it back. Top left-hand corner, North America, where it's not nearly as blustery as I was worried it was. Dallin, hi. Good evening. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll come uh, back over to him, too, for that. Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> Down the middle of the U.S., Bridget, hi. Good evening. And over on the right coast, Unreno Tech, good to have you back. Hi. I am not high. Whoever told you that, it's a dirty rumor. Howdy. We'll go with that. So there's a couple of things that have changed uh, since you know, we were last together with everybody. Uh, obviously, item number one. Uh, this is now the, the highest number that the years have been. We would like to take full responsibility for that. That's all on our, so, you know, good on us. Uh, Dallin has a far better microphone than me now, which um, actually probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but then again. Oh, honestly, I, I don't know if the, I'll have to wait for it in post to see, but yeah. Uh, thanks to work being very generous and for things doing very well last year, I wound up with, uh, basically it all worked out to a honking big Amazon gift card. Ooh, nice. Now I was going to hang on to it and save up a little bit more and eventually get this. Uh, I was, I'm looking at an isolation booth, uh, to do more professional sounding voice recordings. However, a mutual friend of my girlfriend's quoted out the materials and figures he can make it for about a third of the cost. So I said, okay, um, I'll keep that in the expectations list and decided since Christmas, all I got was a pair of Bluetooth earbuds from a white, from a white elephant auction. Uh, surprisingly good ones though, even though they came in a Budweiser beer can. I, I got mine. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, I got mine with my Samsung device. So just... yeah. Um, so I went out and I got myself a uh, Shure uh, M7X, I believe, or MR7X uh, microphone. It's an XLR, and that's what you're listening to me to listening to me on right now. Wait, you have Megas? Excuse me. Almost Megas uh, yes. XLR. Yes, I do. I, do I now, think giant yeah. robots. What can I say? <laughs> You know what, uh, Tech, you keep it yeah. up. Uh, I may decide that I will send you this for Christmas some year. Oh, that's great. I could put that next to my Sony Clie. They can be buddies. 
Yeah, that's that's fun. Mm. For those of you that they want could drink- beam information back and forth between the two of them over their infrared ports. That's true. I I saw a video of somebody who had taken a bunch of old Game Boys that didn't work anymore and actually made an epoxy coffee table out of them. Okay. I mean, technically yeah. you can make almost anything with epoxy. So, yeah. Uh, but apparently the guy got some, got some grief. Like, well, why'd you do that to those poor game boys? They were dead, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's actually funny. See, the funniest part for me is realizing <clears throat> that, oh, that's right. They used replaceable batteries. So you don't ever have to worry about them going all note seven on you. So that's also Ooh. a good thing. Yeah, that, that'd be very unfortunate. Now, that, that'd be an interesting experiment to watch. Put something with a lipo battery pack in, the, uh, in, a, in a case encased in epoxy and see how long it can last. Ooh, that it's would... the final countdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> the whole thing about Note 7, all I could think of was there's, there's a series coming out on a channel up here. It's called MacGruber. And apparently it's based oh on a movie. Oh God! Yeah, they're they're doing a TV series now, and all I could and as soon as you said Note Seven, I got thought I was okay. MacGruber's enough of an old tropey type person that I could see the explosive Note Seven being used in the show. Can't I know it was a mod in uh, I know it was a mod in one of the GTA games. Yeah, instead of a high explosive grenade, you threw a Note Seven tablet. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you really want to hit hurt somebody, either throw a Nokia at them or, or a Blackberry and hit them in the head with it. This, well, but if you really intend to kill them, you throw an original Xbox controller at them. And, you know, the interesting thing now about uh, Blackberry is uh, you can make all kinds of epoxy tables out of those because Blackberry is dead. The yeah. company, the company shut down the service uh, just this week. Yeah, and part of that's got to do with the frequency bands that are being uh, utilized at this point, which it is what it is. And part you know, is sad. They they were great. Were. When I was using them, they were exactly great for what they were needed for. Oh yeah, were. at the time. Yeah. But the trouble, but the trouble is, they kind of they kept to zigging when everybody else zagged. Yeah. And unfortunately, everybody went that way, and. You know, it, it is too bad. Like BlackBerry for, for what it was, it was damn good at it. I mean, the little keyboard, the, um, oh, yeah. the connectivity, and, and it was a great business phone. But of course, like, it, like any niche thing, the second it goes mainstream, the overall quality of the products, in my opinion, drops. There's so many different pieces. Yeah. As an aside, by the way, um, Bridget, you're being very quiet at the moment. Uh, I, we, of course, know part of what's going on. Hi. You're all right, right at the moment. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to fall over, but yeah. Yeah, don't do that because we can't help you at that point. Yeah. If I fall over, y'all just carry on without me. <laughs> so noted. Yeah, if you hear a loud thump, you'll know what happened. Fair enough. Because I do have, you know, BMW flooring, so it, it does make a thud. Keep that in mind. 
So everybody, yeah. thank you very much for being able to join us. Of course, as always, if you join us live, you can chime in with everything. I know it's been a little while before I get over to you guys over there. So Stephanie, thank you. Very appreciated that uh, Stephanie had said that, you know, it's kind of sucked not having anybody to listen to for, you know, good conversation. I think your expectations are a little bit on the low side, but you know what? It's four in the morning for you. So, you know, the the hell I know it's five, but you you get the point and Felis, Hi. And of course, for both of you guys, always good to know that you're, you know, awake, conscious, healthy enough to be with us. And I I say that because I mean, part of the thing that we're going to end up talking about also at some point is that, you know, with the holiday season, you know, travel, has been going on and we know for well that congregations of people in travel vestibules has the consequences that we know for well are going to have happen. We're going to end up hitting on some of that anyway. So, you know, for those of you that have made it through this whole season, bobbing and weaving and staying away from, you know, having to get sick, you know, good on you. I'm one of those people who's a hermit. So, you know, I'm, very much out of the public eye, other than, you know, on your, you're using recycled photons on those monitors, right? Cool. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, so, you know, those of you who have been uh, trying really hard to stay away from everything and everyone at the, at the detriment of being social, even with family, just know full well that, you know, you have our sympathies over here and look at the bright side. You don't have to worry about anything until, well, you're not going to have any dates to worry about through February. So don't worry about that. March, you know, 17th, you know, going out drinking and whatnot. So that that's the next date that you have to worry about. You can just have alcohol delivered to your house and just drink virtually with people. Yeah. You know, fire up Skype and, you know, have a phone call with everybody that way. Anyway, people still use Skype. That you see now that that's a that's a that's a that's a running thing. Dallin and I, we know for well, Skype used to be a worthwhile endeavor until Skype Microsoft was, came. Yes, yeah, Skype was good. Yeah, literally until Microsoft showed up. Um, as soon as it got to be that, how Skype performed depended on the version of your operating system as to who you could call and who you could not call that yeah kind of turned us off uh skype and you know the funny thing is now um the the little phone call sound that skype makes the 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 program microsoft teams uses the same jingle well, when you own both products, uh, you can you can yeah. swap back and forth anyway. Yeah, it's just like I, I'm kind of waiting until I don't know maybe Windows 12 they'll completely phase out Skype and it'll just all be Microsoft Teams. You know, you'll you'll have Teams Lite and then Teams Professional and blah blah blargity blarg all that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe we'll be lucky, and by that point, everything will just be all. Yeah, open source and everybody will finally be using the same damn thing up until the point where Microsoft goes ahead and says, oh, we'll, we'll just uh, extend the source code with our own versions. By the way, as a as a complete aside, I, I know, I know I really need to get everything rolling over here, but just just really quickly. 
once upon a time ago, because I had to explain this to Tiny Tribble, who's still home from school, by the way. You remember how there used to be a, a little programming language, you might have heard of it, called C++. Remember that? Remember those good days? Everything nice and standardized and everybody around the world knew exactly what they were doing? Well, when Microsoft got into the picture, they said, oh, you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and do that. But um, let's just change it around just a little bit. And instead of calling it C++, we'll call it C Sharp. Yeah, it took me until this week to realize, oh, C Sharp, which looks like the number sign, is just two plus signs that have been offset from each other and overlap. It took me all this time to finally figure that part out. Huh. As a complete aside, as somebody who has never programmed anything beyond a Commodore 64 or HTML 3.2 standard, hey, Microsoft. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. Go fuck yourself. For those of you that didn't already know about it, this is a Power of Ten episode. And you've already been hit. If you shouldn't be listening to the rest of the show, because that's how some of the content is going to go, now is your opportunity to go ahead and go, shit, 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 I gotta stop. Listen to the next episode, listen to somebody else uh, for a while. Come back to us eventually, please. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Mwah. We love you. We don't really love you. It's, just, it, it's something that we say. It's, it's, for it's the so much fun to hear Bridget swear. Yeah, when she finally gets around to it. Yeah, because fuck all y'all. I love that. It's like, when the South comes out, oh my God. <laughs> That's true. Hey, that Bridget, true. what does bless your heart really mean? We don't, we, dude, we're a two hour show. We're a half an hour in already. We don't uh, have the time. No, we don't. No, actually, time. no. Um, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Bless your heart actually has a Canadian equivalent. Uh, you got him right at the right moment. Go for it. If you ever hear a Canadian say to you, okay there, bud, it's pretty much the same as bless your heart. Oh. <laughs> for those of you that have never watched Letterkenny, go watch Letterkenny. To be fair. Go, go watch Letterkenny. Anyway. I, I love Letterkenny. I I do too. I have to see the next. Uh, I have to. I have to see the next season. But we'll deal with that in a little bit. Anyway, let me get things rolling properly over here because we got we got a lot we got a lot to talk about. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now. We're gonna end up talking about this NASA. Oh my God, NASA! You guys are freaking amazing. What you end up doing? You have a goddamned helicopter drone on Mars, flying around for the last I remembered. I believe it was nineteen times so far. That's not the that's not the piece. It's like super super impressive to me. The fact of the matter is, it is solar powered, which means every day it has to recharge, and it takes a while to recharge. And B, I don't know how many people have ever tried to fly a drone before. Uh, the fact that it hasn't fallen over yet is actually a really impressive piece. So, guys, really great on that. You've got the Parker Solar Probe dipping into the nebulous upper, upper, upper atmospheres of the sun. 
touching at it to try and get a taste of what's actually coming off of this thing. And it's still in one piece. I mean, that's absolutely mind-boggling. Of course, it's a little bit more mind-boggling when you realize that in order to get to the sun, you have to slow down. People really don't understand how orbital mechanics works. Get yourself a copy of Kerbal Space Program. Trust me, it'll be worth it. Up until the point where you finally try to do things seriously, and then you're just going to absolutely lose your goddamned mind. Trust me, I know a little something about this. Docking two spacecraft in orbit is a lot harder than you give it credit for. Trust me, Buzz Aldrin wrote the book, literally, on how to do this. It sucks. And then we've got the Webb Space Telescope on its way to the Lagrange Point, where it's expected to be able to stay up there for better than a decade. Just because it's basically going to sit at what's called the Lagrange Point, where it's just, it, it, it doesn't need to do anything. It just gets to that point, stay, uh, you know, stabilizes its, its location inside, and it just sits there in the orbit, and it doesn't get affected by virtually anything. And it's going to be looking back deeper and deeper to the earliest points so far of the nascent universe as we know it. It's going to it's going to absolutely destroy what Hubble's been able to see. Although don't. You know, don't count Hubble out just yet. What it gets are pictures of amazing things. I mean, some years ago, they took an incredible, an incredible picture with Hubble. That was about the size, if you're looking off to the side of the moon. About a grain of sand. Uh, sorry, a, a, a grain of rice, give or take. And they focused on this little section of space. And they took... A picture. A very, very, very long picture. And they ended up with dots. Different colored dots. Some of them were sharper, some of them were fuzzier. But thousands upon thousands of dots. And every dot. Another galaxy. Thousands upon thousands of them in this just this little speck of area near the moon. And we have no idea how many galaxies there could possibly be. Because all we can all we can detect right now is what's been able to get photons to us. And who only knows how much more there is out there. It's it's positively mind-boggling. NASA, what you guys have been able to do has been absolutely amazing and just blows the socks off of everything for 60, yeah, easy 60 years. But guys, if you want to ask how is the world going to react when we finally make contact with species that can communicate outside of our solar system? Don't go looking to people who are religious. Talk to the scientists. Talk to the people who specialize in psychology. 
And if worse comes to worse, talk to Agent K. He's already given it to you. Episode 390 on the docket, Your Honor. Screw you, 22. Why? Because God damn it. Really, really, really don't want this to be turning into the year 2020 also. Because we've all seen the pictures at this point. You know, your face one, you realize that the year is read off as 2022. Don't want that. Really don't want that. So we got a lot of things that we're going to worry about. Uh, you know, we'll we'll do a little bit of recap as to what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Um, we'll talk about a couple of things that have been going on more recently, what we're hoping towards for the future. And, you know, technically it ends up being a little bit of a hodgepodge, but you know what? It's kind of a good way of starting off the year. A little bit of a recap, a little bit of, uh, uh, of, you know, what's been important, what we think is going to be important. And a big old goddamn fuck you to whoever it was that had the pictures of Betty White up on their walls. There's some people who have not caught up on the horrible scopes from last week. And you people need to be watching online in order to see those because screw that noise. But I have a picture of Betty White poster on my ceiling above my bed. You're part of the reason. You're part of the reason. In any case. I'm just saying it if I had a well, chance. Wasn't that just the last, the perfect last fuck you from 2021? Yeah, see, yeah. I had I had said, I wish, I absolutely wish that it had been a farce. That it was her very last practical joke. So that the, a viral video would come out of her in bed you know, uh, the, you know, the TikTok-y kind of video, you know, handheld and whatnot, where her uh, her assistant uh, come, comes into a bedroom calling up, Betty, Betty, are you okay? And she kicks up into bed, flopping over the, uh, the sheet over her head. Oh, you really shouldn't be here right now. And next to her, Ryan Reynolds comes up the same way. Betty, are you okay? What's wrong? I, I wish. I so wish that this had been the case and I would have forgiven her. Honest and true, I would have forgiven her. And you know, that, that's the thing. Ryan probably would have been all for it. He would have. He would have absolutely have been. Because he control. I mean, he did the whole thing with Will Ferrell. That was hilarious. He did, well, there he, there was Will Ferrell and then there's the whole thing about uh, between him and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Uh, or the other guy who plays um, Cable. Uh, oh, they're, um, they're banter back and forth, too. Yeah. 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 When all is said and done, um, I think Ryan has actually proven that he's ultimately a good guy. Chaotic good, but a good guy. Yeah, or just, just chaotic neutral. It, it just goes to show that there are some people in Hollywood that haven't completely forsaken their humanity. You know, uh, and there's a lot that could be said about that that I'm just not going to get into right now because we still got pieces to yeah. do before we get to that. That's right. Well, yeah, I, we do. <laughs> so I did go looking up. There's no new information for Rafe Badawi, unfortunately. 
again, considering that we've had uh, all these reports about the uh, the possibilities of illnesses running through the various prisons and whatnot, you know, I'm 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 still kind of worried because this is one of those situations where no news is concerning, to put it mildly. However, be that as it may, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been nine years, six months, twenty four days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes of thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So with that, how about we go ahead, we do the horrible scopes, and then uh, we'll have ourselves a little bit of fun, because Lord knows, now that we've got a different collection of uh, people for the horrible scopes tonight, I don't know who's going to end up getting what, so this is going to turn out to be fun. (laughs) So... Folks, if you do know what your astrological signs are, cool. No, it is not Chinese New Year yet. That is 1 February this year. So just chill out. It doesn't happen yet. However, if you know what your astrological sign is, cool. If you don't, make it up as go along. It doesn't matter. Grand scheme of things, perfectly fine. Rolling it over. Aries, live your life. Be free. There's a whole lot of love out there to be discovered, just as there are a whole lot of pathogens out there to be discovered. If you find both in small enough doses, you won't be infected. So go out there and enjoy the known ones. Like syphilis. At least syphilis is an easy one to get rid of these days. Yeah, true enough. Unless you're at Alcatraz, in which case all bets are off. Hmm. All right, I guess I'll go next. Uh, Taurus, this week, remember the expression, no expectations. There's no way to know what's coming next, so you might as well enjoy every experience as it comes. Got a shopping cart with the front wheels locked face forward? Do a make-believe Tokyo Drift with sound effects every time you change lanes. Gemini. Pace yourself until Friday. You want the weekend to be on the lookout for you like when you were the Kool-Aid man about to impersonate the juggernaut. So shine on, you crazy diamond, and get ready to call a cab. Assuming you're still conscious when you hit the wall. Cancer moon child. Well, you would be. It's after. That's dubious at that point. (laughs) Cancer Moonchild, the doctor will tell you that you're cured, but you'll still feel the pain, and that's normal. No one is to blame, and it's not your fault. It's just a way of things. Pop a few pain relief pills and try to get some sleep. If you have a dog, be aware they might try to jump on you. There are some people that might actually recognize that some of these might be slightly inspired by stuff in my music collection. You'd be right. I'm sensing some Pink Floyd here. Uh, actually, it's um, oh God, who who was that one? No one is to blame. Bum bum bum. Eighty. I don't even remember. Whatever. Figure it out. You know what? I should I should keep track of these things. No, no, because I, I I'm never going to do that. I'm not even going to make that promise. Where am I, Leo? You better check with Capricorn this week. We heard you're feeling low down and got 67 or 68 questions about it. A few doctors we know, 
think you've come down with a rare infection called mononucleosis. Chances are you caught it Saturday in the park on a rainy day in New York City. Nothing to be done now, but you should be feeling stronger every day from here on out. Uh, that's what happens when we play around with MongoDB. Yeah, my my database there. people out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that sound you heard was all of them face bombing. Could be. Anyways, Virgo, it's an impractical art now, but don't you miss taking actual film photos? Kids today have no idea how tough it was back then, right? Like, what size film do you need? Did you bring enough flash bulbs? How long will it take Photomat to develop them? Which role has the naughty weekend getaway pictures on it that your partner shouldn't see? Ah, good times, right? It's true. Labor. There are people who have treated their Tamagotchi pets better than they've treated themselves. If you're one of those past virtual pet owners, how do you feel knowing that you threw away a pet that loved you, needed you, and all it really needed was a new battery to keep reincarnating? Now go out there and get a quart of haagen -Dazs. I still have my virtual uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Is he dead? No, no, no. I replaced the battery. <laughs> That, that's still good. alive and kicking. I'm pretty sure there are some people out there that have still got their bonsai buddy. And you know what? Screw you people. Screw you all to fucking hell. <laughs> Scorpio. <laughs> we all know you have a copy of Pat Boone's album in a metal mood. No more Mr. Nice Guy. We're not going to ask how it got to you. We don't want to know who paid for it because we'd have to hurt them. This is an intervention. Either you destroy every copy you have of every track, or will you use thermite on your computer while it's still in your house? We're going to check on you next week. Get this done. For those of you that don't know anything about that particular Pat Boom album, it is worse than you think. Dallin and I both know. Oh, yeah. It, I, it, it I'm has songs on it. I... Yeah, it has songs on it that I use when I really want to piss somebody off. Just, you don't know pain until you've heard Pat Boone cover Crazy Train as, <laughs> as a big band song. Or Paradise City. No, just no. Yeah. No. And I heard that know, on an elevator one time, a, a yeah. Muzak version of Paradise City. Oh, God. And, you know, you know, you might think, you know, okay, Pat Boone, you know, he's he's got to be, you know, the, the only one crazy enough to do something like this. But to quote a particular little garden gnome-shaped thing from a movie from many, many years ago, no, there is another. Richard Cheese. Yeah, but he did it with class and self-awareness. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he he's still he's still in my nuclear option folder though. It's perfectly reasonable. Sagittarius, it is my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sagittarius. Medusa of ancient Greek mythology was not the only Gorgon. She had two sisters, 
named oh god i I hurt myself when i was trying to pronounce these before let me see if i get it right sveno yeah that was the hard one and uriah both of whom were immortal she wasn't there are lots of artwork depicting them but now the question is what happened to all those artists they're all dead now let that be a lesson to you for this week don't get stoned. Want, want. It's, the yeah. best, it's the best I got. So, somewhere Doc is, is giving you the stink eye critiquing your pun. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. All right, Capricorn. I love this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try something a little different here. So uh, <laughs> Happy freaking birthday there, Capricorn. This week, you get to celebrate by putting on a show for all your friends there, bud. We're putting you into a gladiator fight. You got one. Of, you got a choice of one or two combatants. You can either fight one of our great Canada gooses or one Canada gooses' weight in ring-built gulls, meaning about uh, 14. Uh, you better choose wisely, bud, because you're being sent in there with Burger King french fries crazy glued to your hair. <laughs> See, the worst part about that whole damn thing is I don't even have to look at OBS's volume levels to know what's happening to the audio right now. Sorry, not sorry. I couldn't resist. My cat's looking at me like I'm out of my mind. She's coming. It's like, I'm okay, girl. I'm okay. Your cat is right. <laughs> She's, she, she actually jumped up on my chair. She's looking at me, yelling at me like, are you okay? Dad, what's wrong? Dad, what's wrong? Dad, what's wrong? See, and by the way, Dallin, I'm, I'm on behalf of all the rest of us. I'm so, so proud of you being able to, you know, stretch your artistic liberties there to be able to get a proper <laughs> North Dakota dude, dude, accent. I was, I was cracking up at the first sentence, man. <laughs> as soon as you laid on the accent, I lost it. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that that accent is really more uh, associated with people in Ontario. That's usually where I see it. Like Ontario and points east. Okay. Unless of course you get to unless of course you get to Quebec and then it's all tabernacle, fuck you, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you you yeah, uh, you were more for me, it was more somewhere between Ontario and Minnesota, don't you know? Well, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's absolutely no, and nothing of wrong course, with that. Of g- course, given my heritage, you know, there's somehow that doesn't totally surprise me. <laughs> Well, there's an awful lot of Norwegians in Minnesota, so that's true. You know, that's true. Um, yeah, no, there, there's a guy on TikTok who's he's he's the one that I got the accent from, and holy god, some of the skits he does are just. Is it the one wah. about the numbers in, in French? Huh? Oh, is I know one? that one. I know that one. Yeah, no, this is a guy. He's like, it's uh, like, uh, what what was one? He's like. Um, uh, yeah, here's five more. Here's five more gifts that were given to the. Uh, no, what was it? Um, giving Christmas gifts to the different states, and just some of the stuff he he went around went off about. Or what if every state in the in the what would every state smell like if they were a scratch and sniff sticker? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what Colorado would smell like? No. 
<laughs> I think I think he went there actually. They'd smell like, they'd smell like Delta Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know what that is. Yeah, but no. Um, I don't know. Between that one and there's another one, the uh, the Canalian they call him, and it's basically some dude who does like uh, does voiceover with an animatronic Baby Yoda, and it's just it is hilarious. Oh God. That is oh, and for, for for the people who didn't know what I was referencing, I I put it in uh, our notes. We'll put it in yep. our show notes. I'll make sure that's in there. Bridging, yeah, that one that one's priceless. Yeah, let let let's move these along because I want to explain about uh, about Capricorn because this this piece is about that. Aquarius, we want you to know that we're happy for you and want nothing but the best for you. Even your new horoscope soothsayer. You thought we wouldn't figure it out. So tell us, does she speak eloquently, or does she just push out any old drivel that autocorrect thinks is good enough? You want us to be nice to you again, you'll have to start paying us. Does she speak Pisces. eloquently? See, that's, that's, that's where that one came from. Pisces, it's time to get a better alarm clock sound for your phone. Instead of some little electronic beeps or bloops, get something you can't sleep through. The sound of a cat spitting up hairballs. Either that or Neil Diamond's sweet Caroline. No one can sleep through either of those. It is totally true. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you missed out on last week's, they're posted all over the place. You can find them uh, at your leisure. And for those of you that would like to get a, a nicer one, or more appropriately for me to be nastier to someone else, I'm not about bribery. So keep that in mind. Now, like I was saying, uh, Capricorn, uh, yeah, we, we these get previewed, I, I guess you could say. they their Their premiere is on the Friday night show. So, uh, there was a, there was a big running debate as far as to what you should do. Should you take on one Canada goose or 14 gulls? The, the overall was, uh, from, from the people that were listening at the time, the overall was take on the one Canada goose. The idea being you only then have one combatant to worry about. I'll take on the 14 gulls. Well, I've dealt with, gulls. I don't know. with 14, I think it's an ass kicking. It just means that whichever way I swing, I'm going to connect with something. I yeah. ain't going to miss at that point. Now, see, that's, that's <laughs> funny. You say you should say that because there is somebody that I know who is in the Canadian military. Who's a wonderful personality. I pitched it to him last night. And he laughed and then said he would go for the 14 gulls, which blew me away. And I explained to him, you know, one target to have to worry about. And he's just like, oh, no, dude, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And this is almost the way that he talks. Oh, dude, no, because all I need to do is just swing my arms around. And if I happen to connect with the neck of one of these, oh, well. Shit, I didn't think of it that way. Good freaking point, man. Eventually, you whittle it down to just a few. It's a good point. And considering that they're they're going to weigh, you know, like 14 ounces a piece. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, okay. 
Okay. See, I say this because I actually uh, worked out where I had to work. I, I held career. One of the career fields that I was in, I ended up working outdoors by the water. And I had to deal with the geese. Uh, not the geese, the gulls. Every time it was lunch hour. Because you had the uh, the chuck wagons and everything else and all the construction workers and everything is throwing bones this way, throwing leftover food that way, just not caring, making a mess. And um, the gulls were nuts. It was like, you sit down and eat. You have to keep your eyes about you or your lunch may disappear. They had no fear. But what they didn't do is they weren't the, I'm going to kill you for your lunch like a Canadian goose or, or, you know, murder snake with wings. Um, <laughs> that is Canadian geese. No, I got if you. A goose is, yeah. If a goose is coming at me, uh, I'm grabbing my bat. You know, if a gull's coming at me, all I got to do is turn sideways and you're, you're not getting the, the food. So if I got French fries tied to my hair, I know which direction they're coming from. I'm going to be swinging. Yeah, that's fair enough. By the way, I went looking it up. Yeah, that means that the uh, uh, the gulls in question, which, by the way, I was specifically picking the ones that were predominant around Chicago, because the the guy whose birthday it was, it was intended for him. Um, yeah, that comes out to about 400 grams that those birds are. So not exactly very heavy, but uh, Canada Goose. Um yeah, uh, you know how we've talked on many an occasion that uh, you don't want to drive into uh, a Canadian mobile transport platform, otherwise known as uh, a moose. You, you don't. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to. Mm -mm. I've seen the videos of uh, of a moose clearing the snow. I think we've seen the same one where it's just loping through the snow. Yeah, but yeah. he's plowing through it like a car would be doing it. Yeah. And the, the, the people who are watching don't really realize the danger that they're in. Because we're humans. We're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can see a pattern in toast. Oh, look, it's Mother Teresa. But, you know, a, a multi-ton animal that can kill you at a moment's notice without breaking a sweat that is plowing tons of snow as it goes through like a train would coming right at you ah, no that's not a problem can't recognize that as a pattern of of an issue that is mother nature <laughs> taking the truck yeah dallin help me out on this one uh a it wouldn't break a sweat because usually the natural habitat of these things are in the negative celsius numbers so there's <laughs> that to start off with and uh <laughs> b memory serves um, those things would actually have to look down in order to see us. And I'm pretty sure they're one of the species up your neck of the woods that, oh, right. You guys would kind of look down at us from there, wouldn't you? All right. Mm. Never mind. That one goes out of the picture. All right. Never mind. Do with all that later. You know, it's just the thing is that a goal is a little thing. Um, even, even the big ones in the U.S. are little compared to your average goose. Yeah. Okay. And the, the geese, if you, if you ask any farmer who actually raises geese, they'll tell you that even the most tamest, friendliest, housebroken ones that they may have that they've raised with the family have a moment where all bets are off. That neck might get snapped. Yep. Yeah. 
Gulls actually have a point where they'll back off. Geese, not so much. One of these days we'll talk about swans too, but this ain't that night. No, I mean, I, I, there's a farmer that uh, ran a vineyard, or, or I should say, there was a vineyard that had a uh, some farm animals, and one of the things that they had were geese. Okay? okay, they had some geese, they had some pigs, and they had a few other things, and a few other animals, I should say, not things. The geese were their secondary for goose eggs and feathers and things like that. They were there primarily as an alarm system. They had placed geese dwellings, uh, coops, whatever they call them, at periodic intervals around the perimeter of the property. Because they had people who had come in and tried to break into the vineyards before. So they were using them as a first, uh, uh, as an alarm system. Because geese are noisy! Yep. And, and if you've never smelled them, they're a great deterrent. <laughs> and as some might remember from uh, a couple months ago now, one of the horrible scopes was about uh, using llama? No, alpaca. Along with your uh, along with your herd of sheep. Because they will curb stomp anything that gets too close. Because, really? yeah. but I missed that one. But only one alpaca or llama, I forget which one it is, because if you put two of them together, they will bond to each other instead of to the flock, and then you've got bigger problems. <laughs> so much for your flock. Mm-hmm. But they will curb stomp uh, any other four-legged fritter that wants to come through. That's really cool. Uh, the, the coexistence mentality like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, if, if the Looney Tunes people had known that back in the day... <laughs> Oh, God. Morning, Ralph. Morning, uh, Sam. Sam. Hey, who's, who's your new friend? Oh, this is my new buddy, Joe. He's going to be working with me today. All right. <laughs> hey, Joe, what do you know? <laughs> famous. Wow, we, you see the famous history. Sorry. Actually, the first thing that was coming to my I, mind was... I was a was, fan of Charlotte's Web. That's all right. First thing that was coming to my mind was, yeah, you don't want to have one of these guys spitting at you. But that's, um, somebody do me a favor in, in our chat so that I can find it for later. There was a fact fiend about, uh, alpaca, I think it was, where they talk about some of the facts. And one of the facts is that they have several different types of spit and I, I want to put that into our notes for later, so somebody could just... The, the video about alpacas can spit green acid with laser-like precision? That's the one. Yeah, just drop that in there so I can make sure that it's in there. Somehow I knew that was the one you were referring to. <laughs> yeah, it threw me, threw me absolutely for a loop. All right, so let's actually do what we came here to do, which is not just swear! get together. Well, I mean, you want to fucking swear? You know what? That's fine. You, you can go and do that. Um... Well, let's let's start off with the easy stuff. Overall, holidays were, I think we can we can say collectively, the holidays for us were okay, not great, but okay. We're still here, and when all is said and done, that's good enough for me to go ahead and say that it was okay. 
it was it, it's it's a it's a six out of ten right here. I mean, we didn't exactly have too much to worry about. We think, we hope, but you know, we've still got family that we miss, and we'd like to be able to get together again with without having to worry about stuff. For me, uh, you know, for New Year's, I was home with the little one. Little one. I have to, I have to, you know, little. And uh, believe it or not, we rang in the, what we have done over the past years. And the reason why I was talking about Skype before is that uh, over past years, we had used Skype on the, t the television that we have. Because once upon a time ago, the stupid thing. Uh, had Skype as one of the programs built into it. And I even bought the webcam that went along with it so that we could, you know, come New Year's, we could actually call up people for, you know, New Year's and say hi and greet them and everything. It was fun. Until they stopped supporting it and they took it away and the webcam doesn't work with anything anymore. So thanks, Samsung. Anyway. So this year, we actually celebrated it together while he was working with his uh, Nintendo Switch because Animal Crossing had a New Year's celebration that was going on. So Aww. we kind of hung out with that, and it was it was actually pretty adorable, man. It really was. I actually picked that game up this year. Uh, one of the things I was able to get with the gift, with the gift card. Uh, still kind of figuring the ropes out on it and trying to figure out, okay, how do I, oh, I, I guess I need to get some friends on, on the switch. I need to, uh, upload my friend code or whatever. It was, it was, it was, it was actually really cute. It was actually really cute. <sighs> It's driving me up a wall that one of the things that he's done is uh, he's getting enough money so that he can add another room onto the house on his island so that he could dump more bags of money into the room to c keep the money. It, it's, it, it's, it's a thing. I don't, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's still another it's still another tough year. And, and I think I can safely say for all of us, you know, we, we understand that it sucks. We don't like it any more than anybody else does. We would really, really like this whole damn thing. Just be done and over with, but there's only so much that we can do. And nobody wants to allow us to go ahead and get blow guns and put little vaccine tubules in them because, Oh, you might hit somebody in an eye. I mean, what's so big friggin' whoop, whoop, shoot people in the ass, all right? Is that good enough? To, oh, wait, you know what? That's a good question. Uh, do, do I have to get the ruler out again? Or the spray bottle? No. Bridget. Let's put it in beer. Come on. Well, that, that would help the NASCAR people, you know? Can that be done? No, but... Shit. Uh, Does this thing have to go into an arm? Can it be injected into somebody's ass? 
Uh, now you see. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I want, I want, no, I want to no, legit. I want to legit. Also, it doesn't have to go into a muscle. I would say, yeah. Well, I was about to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something being worked on. Apparently, instead of an injection, there is research being done on a possible inhalant yeah. version of the vaccine. Yeah, and I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The trouble is, yeah, the the trouble is, you thought the Alex Jones people yelling about chemtrails were bad. Now, what happens if someone gets the bright idea to do that, and it turns out to be legit, and I'm going to, I'm going to hammer this again, the whole blowgun dart thing, because the reason they can't do it and the reason they shouldn't do it is because if they pass the law to allow it now, it sets something precedent. Furthermore, governments love to gain power, even if they say it's for temporary measures, they never let it go. Exhibits A and B, Your Honor, income tax and the Patriot Act. Well, Patriot Act, absolutely. But let's also remember that income tax... Uh, was was imposed for the war effort and should not have been, should not have lasted past a couple of years past World War II. Yet... Every year we get screwed even more. This is why I am very against things like, you know, sanctioning groups of people to go around and either force people to put on masks or force people to be injected or injecting them themselves. Because the second you give the government that kind of power, then if the pendulum ever swings to the other party, which it could, you know, we, we say now like, oh, they'll, they'll never get back in power. Yeah. Chuck, wait four years. Then now they have that control and you think they're going to use it for good or for evil or whatever. No, forget it. This is why it's so hard to consider passing certain laws and stuff like that, because you have to think about what happens when this pass, like what happens when the crisis is over? What, what happens when we finally get back to normal, but there's still the ability for them to lock everybody down until we say that you have to have this injection. So what happens if the next injection is, I don't know, maybe something to help control population or maybe a, a type of tracer to, so that they know everything you do. All I'm saying is that there is a danger of setting a precedent in the system and giving the government the kind of power that you may like it now, but it will take a monster sized chunk out of your ass, whether or not you need it, um, somewhere down the road. Now, before anybody goes ahead and, and, uh, kind of gets worried about, you know, well, why is she kind of sitting back on this one? Isn't he usually against this kind of thing? Yes. Yes, I am. And Dallin and I, we agree on parts of this and disagree on other parts. And his points are absolutely valid. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight him on this. Not by a long shot. Mostly because he'd kicked my ass. The second part of it is, you know, there 
is something to be said for all of what he's saying. There are other pieces where, you know, you look at other uh, other times here in the U.S., there have been vaccination mandates before at the federal level. Granted, it was an incredibly long time ago by comparison, but it's still kind of there. We do know that for the overall day-to-day, there are vaccine requirements for various things, like going to public schools. And that's a public health measure. There are things like uh, fluoridation of community water supplies. And, well, you don't exactly sign up for that, but you kind of sign up for that. There are a lot of different... Hold on. There are a lot of different pieces. And what Dallin is talking about in this situation... Like I said, there are pieces about it I totally agree with. There are other pieces that I don't. But the bottom line of it is, I would very much like to be shooting some of these people in the ass with a needle regardless. I mean, vaccination or not, just because some of these people just fucking richly deserve it. But that's just me being a sadist right now. So, you know, that's it's a completely different animal. I mean, adding a little bit of vaccination into the mix might not be such a... Well, I mean, you know, if I'm going to be shooting people in the ass, I might as well just... I mean, just willy-nilly, I might as well just add tet. How hard is it to get a tetanus shot to, to you know, just in case anything just goes wrong? You know, the funny thing is, the last time I got a tetanus shot, I was actually worried about that, and the doctor looked at me and says, don't worry, you don't have to drop your pants. I'm like, well, that's a relief. So I, I think they've gotten past that. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd still like to be shooting people through their dungarees. Oh my god, how fucking old am I that I just used the term dungarees? Who in the hell says that anymore? I'm I'm more concerned with the fact that you seem to have this fetish for wanting to shoot people in the ass. Dude. This year, it will be... 17? It will be 17 years that I have been single, arguably. Do you really, are you really surprised anymore? Are you really surprised? You know, I'm a little little worried because, you know, I've been kind of on and off on my own for about 10 years, which means, yeah, in the next seven, I'm really worried about what's going to happen to me. Guy's got a point. You know what? We'll figure we'll figure it out. Yeah. Prostitution's half legal up there, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? I think so. Yeah, huh. I. It, it's not something I indulge in, so I, 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 I really haven't. I, I, I haven't spent much time investigating it. That's all right. Uh, as a complete aside to everything else, for just a couple of seconds. Uh, by the way, I opened up the 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 plastic box where I keep all the Canadian money in, just because it, it's in the house, and I just figured I'd open it up just to have a look at it. I found out we still have, we still have a paper $10 Canadian bill. And I had to look up to find out, is this still legal tender? And I had to actually look it up. Yeah, apparently it's still legal tender. So. Oh, so so you mean like the actual paper, not the plastic one that we have nowadays. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind I of actually funny. think the plastic one is a great idea. It is. Oh because, my I god, mean, they're it's so great. Really, it's so easy for you guys to sterilize your money because, like, the first you know? <laughs> time I ever had to work a job that had a register, one of the employees 
took me aside and said, now, you've been trained all sorts of stuff, and they tell you to wash your hands and everything, but don't forget, most of the people that come in don't wash their hands. And yeah. we had somebody who got really upset one year when a customer told him, ha, 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 you just handled an ass penny. Now, for anybody who works retail who's ever heard the story of the ass penny, they know exactly what I'm talking about. The rest of you can guess. I'm not going to do it. But the thing is, is that even those people aside, remember, there are people who pick their nose. There are people who scratch and sniff different places, orifices, and all that before they handle your money. Even though they don't wash their hands before they eat their own food, you know, and it's going to make them sick, they have even less care than about that with you with regards to your health and safety so you know when it came to money you know you can ruin money by washing it the wrong way especially american money and um you know having the plastic money with all the counterfeiting anti-counterfeiting stuff and everything else built into it sure that's all fine and well but the way they went around the rationality of different sizes for different denominations, different colors for different denominations, and then it's it's basically you can put it in a, in a, in a, a jar that's been filled with water and detergent to sterilize it before handling it. Yeah. That's great. The I, health, the health uh, uh, saving measure right there alone is yeah. amazing. I, I don't know about the different sizes. I, I'll have to look into that part. I thought I wait. I or I think the different sizes thing was Australia. Wait a minute. I could, that could uh, be yeah. Well, um, yes and no. Uh, the ten dollar paper is actually slightly smaller, actually noticeably smaller than the plastic. Oh yeah, but I'm thinking in terms of like uh, all things being equal, like with the different denominations of the current. So like the the five, the ten, the twenty, the. The fifty, the hundred. I may have confused. I may have confused that part with Australia. I yeah. apologize. Um, Sorry, Canada. I didn't mean to compare oh. you to the Australians. <laughs> but uh, no, there's. Um, but right yeah, when but, this whole thing started, there was actually talk about the uh, the ability for people to you know spray hand sanitizer on our money, and you know what, give it a wipe down without any uh, fear of it degrading the bill. Oh, that's an excellent point. Because uh, who in the hell knows which. Uh, which polymers are going to react poorly to what other solvents? Yeah, that's a very good point. And it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't a thing that uh, I I don't know if the Royal Canadian Mint had a had any foresight on that. You know, like uh, are we going to be able to spray Lysol on these things? I, I don't think that came up in conversation when they were proposing it, unless these guys were like really pragmatic. Which See, is, if I were it, to design possible. something like that, I would design it for bleach. Because bleach is one of the, you, you can get bleach in so many variations, yeah. and bleach is very good at killing germs. In food service, there's an actual parts per million ratio of bleach to water yeah. that is safe to sanitize uh, surfaces with. Mm -hmm. uh, food services that are going to have literally meat or cheese or poultry or something touching it shortly thereafter and not contaminate the food. Yeah. Same with uh, sterilizing uh, utensils and all that other stuff, um, as well as cleaning your clothes. Um, when we had, during 2020, when it was really hard to get bleach, I did the easy thing. I bought a one-pound container of bleach crystals. I forget the actual uh, chemical name for it, but you don't call it bleach. It's, it's not actually bleach crystals, but... Um, 
what it is, uh, you take the uh, crystals and you mix them with uh, 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 sterilized water, um, and you literally have bleach. What you don't have is you don't have stabilized bleach. So after about four weeks, it um, loses its efficacy. Okay, but here's the thing: if you make one gallon of this stuff, okay. And then you run the ratios to dilute it more to make it a safe, uh, food grade safe. You can spray down, you know, uh, any packages that are wrapped in plastic. You can do, uh, you know, sterilize your utensils and such for doing the dishes. You can use it on your clothes that that can be that are bleach, you know, bleach safe uh, for your your whites and things like that, and so on. And then there's other uses for bleach as well. Just don't inject it, okay? You're you're not a you're not a Oompa Loompa Mussolini. Yeah, keep that one mind, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, as long as you keep the crystals dry, okay, it's it's the the shelf life is in measured in years. I'm sorry, I'm I'm chuckling because to me, the the easiest way of doing that is just uh just pour a whole bunch of uh a whole bunch of rice and mix it in there and then just sift it all afterwards. But oh, that's God. Just <laughs> because, because most people don't carry little packets of desiccant with them. God. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but I mean... Oh, uh, man. It, you know, all that stupidity about people injecting bleach and everything else aside. Uh, oh. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it... it it was a tough year for everybody. I mean, it's, it's I, kind of amazing. I, I ran out of swear words in 2020. <laughs> it's it's kind of amazing just how, like, if you look back to the beginning of this whole thing and the absolute insanity over how to treat it, like even before the vaccine showed up, everybody was looking at some kind of therapeutic solution, but a lot of it was and still has been really just throwing shit against the wall to see if anything sticks. Oh, shit, it tends to stick against the wall. Well, you know, it, it depends <laughs> on what you ate. You know, um, you know, taco night? Sure. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of Alberta beef? Then maybe not so much, but again, I'm probably... Have you actually cleaned shit off a wall before? I'm probably giving too much information here. Anyways. Um, Calcium hypochlorate. Yeah. That's, but, but like, that's what I was looking for, by the way. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, see, seeing a lot of the stuff that's you know, been, been tested, been tried, uh, and in some people's cases been, I, I don't know. I, I go back to, of course, the big H hydroxychloroquine and the fact that, well, and the fact that there was that couple that wanted to protect themselves against the evil COVID and they found out that it was like fish tank cleaner or something had hydroxychloroquine in it. So they decided to ingest it. They were yeah. koi pond tablets. <clears throat> well, whatever. Yeah. The simple fact of the matter is, the, okay, look, I don't like the idea that somebody loses their life to utter stupidity. But at the same time, if you are that desperately stupid, I honestly have to wonder, like... Uh, now, Chubby Emo did a, a, a video on that. On hydroxychloroquine, mm -hmm. uh, or, or however it's properly pronounced. No, you got and it. He did. He did it on the case of the two the, the two adults who took their koi pond cleaner and ingested yeah. it, and how 
the husband didn't survive, but the wife, the wife did. Um, oh, okay. And she died too. what we, as a, in our, in our scientific field, what we knew some of the reactions were, but also the fact that in terms of science, medical science, we still don't know all the reactions that this medication does yeah. in human in humans. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a real risk. And then you've got regular people taking it because freaking politicians who have less understanding than the scientists and doctors themselves, who even admit we only have limited knowledge of this medicine. Yeah. But, but even it's, then, it's horrible. But, but it's even absolutely then, tech, horrible. It's tragic. But even then, tech, you also had, you know, some doctors who, you know, maybe they know the patient. They know their health situation. Like I have, a, I have a doctor who he's known me long enough to know that, you know, what sh stuff that works and stuff that doesn't with me because we've had that relationship for so many years. You've had doctors who have looked at these things with people and have prescribed certain things. And then the patient goes, I ain't going to take it because so-and-so on YouTube said I shouldn't. Or I read this post on Facebook that says that doing this is supposed to be better than anything you say, Mr. Doctor or Mr. Scientist. You see, th this is the other problem is that people are placing more faith. And I hate to use that term in things like social media and YouTube than they are in, you know, talking to a doctor or getting a more scientific answer to a question. Now this is this is a piece that I I, I really want to I really want to go down and Bridget I really really need you on this one because or well not the, not the least of which is that you know you gotta you gotta pull your own weight here you know that but that you you know full well a hell of a lot better than than the rest of us on this one when all this shit had been going on and people have been steadily dumbing down who they believe for accurate information over the last, I'm going to start, I'm going to call it from the seventies. I'm going to go it from there because I can remember being in high school in the eighties and even in, in middle school, you know, in the, in the seventies and the, the derisive term for egghead would be going around nerd the people who knew the subject matter just so well that they scored so well and it was derided as something to embarrass someone about and it feels like that kind of thing simply kept going up until well look at this these people who were doing a lot of this stuff are now in their 40s 45s early 50s high and these seem to be the people that have, that have been targeted the most. And I, I say targeted for good goddamn reason. And I'm kind of wondering, do you feel like this is how it's played out also? That it's been like a 50-year cycle of just, we've been steadily allowing this disinformation campaign to fester up until the point where the tipping points happened. Oh. I mean, I think I think this is by design. I mean, this has been going on, you know, for decades. But 
Yeah, it's it's Warp Snail. I don't know if you've <clears throat> if you happen to see that movie, don't look up. But that is, you know, spot on for commentary on our society. You know, it could have been named uh, Idiocracy too. Oh yeah, or or something like that. But yeah, and it and it really upsets me when. You know, some of the doctors that I follow are just beside themselves because they're trying to save people. And, you know, the their patients are like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know anything. And then coming out and trying to assault doctors who are trying to save them. That is so bizarre. Yeah, I remember seeing those uh, those those news reports, doctors and nurses coming out of hospitals in their scrubs. And being assaulted and being told in the hospital, uh, change into your regular clothes before you leave. Don't let anybody see you. Don't, 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 don't let people recognize you for who you are. Uh, and, and having patients fight them because you're not going to intubate me because I don't have COVID. I'm not dying. You're wrong. It's like, okay. <laughs> There's a piece about that. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to talk this one through. Just a little bit. There is a point where your pulse ox goes down. Your oxygen saturation levels go down. Yep. This is something that happens with people when you have something that is giving you problems with your lungs. It could be something as, quote unquote, simple as pneumonia. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, uh, an allergic reaction. It could be asthma. And trust me. When you have an asthma attack, it is goddamn scary because try to imagine being underwater and you can't breathe because if you breathe, you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. When you have asthma and there's a history of asthma in my family, I don't exactly have it, but there are times where I can feel it and it sucks. But there's a certain point where you cannot get enough oxygen in your body. Your brain will shut down. You will pass out at a certain point. What ended up happening for my wife when she was going through her cancer and the, the cancer lesions were all over her lungs. Yes, I will go ahead and I will bring this one out. She wanted to be intubated. She wanted to be able to hold on for a bit longer. But the head nurse speaking with me about it was just like, look, I know that she said that that's what she wants. And we will hold off as long as possible, because if we do that, she's not coming. She's she's not coming off of it alive. She may not survive the procedure starting even before we try to give her oxygen. Never mind the possibility of what it could do to her lungs. And I will tell you people, it's something I normally do not, and I don't know that I have actually said. One of the things that they said is possible is you could break a tooth trying to install. And if they got the tube in, There was the possibility that upon inflation, I don't remember if that's the right term for it, but it is a forced 
Um, it is a forced air injection for lack of a more genteel way of putting it. There was the very real possibility that they could have exploded her lungs. I do not talk about this because the possibility, the concept of it absolutely chills me to the bone, but it's important for people sometimes to understand this part. These people do not understand that if you go ahead and you say, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it, and you pass out and you are no longer able to make any kind of choices for yourself, well, the next person down the depth chart on this is whoever has power of attorney. Now, let's see if I remember this right. Um, spouse, parent, power of attorney, um, the facilities, um, standing orders, I guess, in a situation like this, that, that, that sounds about right. The, the level of orders to go through. I think it can vary state to state. Mm. It's possible. Because but if, it, they set up, if they set up their power of attorney and it's not a family member, um, while the family can fight it in court, the power of attorney tends to hold true. Right. Again, different states, different... No, I get, I get you. Well, I mean, most patients that are in the hospital don't have any kind of written orders or anything like that. You're right. It, it's it's more likely the people who are on um, end-of-life care at that point who would typically have something like that. Typically. Not always, but be that as it may. Or, living will. Thank you, Felis. Yeah. But, Not everybody's that forward-thinking. Yeah. And people don't understand what they're going to put other people through because they just don't want to face the facts. And the worst part about that is, and I think we can collectively agree, is because they've been sold a line of bullshit. And they accepted it. They refused to accept the reality of what is instead of what they want. And I am going to place direct blame, like I said, back to the 70s where it had been school budgets who needs school budgets we pay you guys enough you can get what little knickknacks and whatnot you need for your classrooms all on your own oh but sports budget sure yeah you can have that uh arts uh, gladiators sure you can get all the money that you want arts and humanities you're not going to get the same support. And like I said, I'd, 40, 50 years later, look at where, look at what we are now. I'd settle for just an education that, you know, makes you at least competent enough to make it in the world. I agree. Like, like arts and everything. That's fine. And, you know, trust me, I'm all for that, but you know, give me the three R's. You know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Arithmetic. Allocution. We'll add allocution to the list, hasn't it? Well, well, whatever. But the point is, 
you know, I used to see all these commercials on TV for adult literacy programs. And as a kid seeing that I was gobsmacked because, you know, I was taught how to read in school. I read in school. You and me both. I got in trouble for reading paperback <clears throat> novels, novels yeah. in, in junior high school, uh, for, so people understand I had somebody who inspired me to read a lot fantasy. Um, I ended up getting into the Star Trek books. I read voraciously to the point where I would go in, buy whatever was the newest one, because I had read through all of the other Star Trek yeah. paperbacks that had already come out. And I was waiting for the next one to come out. Yeah. I read, I, I read, I read a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is like, it doesn't matter that, okay, okay. Maybe you don't have a passion for reading. Maybe you don't like reading novels and, and stories and stuff like that. But to be able to just, you know, I don't know, read what's on a menu, read a manual on how to install something. Like there are people that have absolutely no idea. And yet somehow they made it through K to 12 and this was never picked up. Like, and, and I do remember, I remember in, in junior high and high school, there were people who did have trouble reading out loud. Uh, God, yeah. You know, but at the same time, these guys were still light years ahead of, you know, some other people that, you know, I don't know where they got it in their head that, oh, I, I don't need to learn to read to survive in this world. Like, yeah, you kind of do. You know, I'm trying to think of what the term is that I'm looking for. It's like the passion for learning was squeezed out. But, but even then, like, okay, a passion for learning, again, I get it. You know, a lot of people, they go to school and it's a chore because they'd sooner be doing something else. You know, there were a lot of classes I took that I didn't like, I didn't want to take, but it was still part of what you had to do, you know, to, to make it to the end. Mm -hmm. And, but some of the things I learned in those classes were like life lessons, you know, um, you know, some, and somebody might say, well, okay, well, what, what's reading going to, going to teach you out on the farm? And, you know, my first thought there was, well, shit, you start dealing with, you know, certain kinds of chemical fertilizers, you might want to know what's on that label. Yeah. Uh, I got a simpler one for you. Okay. I got a simpler one for you for the farmers themselves by, you know, the farming community. The farmer's almanac. <laughs> okay. That's what reading can help you with. Yeah. But, Come on. But, there is but again, that. my... my but my point is, yeah, you're right. Education budget. Why? Be And I actually did, I listened to this one guy. He's a real, uh, he's a bit of a conservative person. I, I haven't listened to his stuff in a long time because uh, again, you know, you can, you can agree with a person on certain points up to a point. And then they say something. It just kind of makes you go, no, we're done. Bye-bye. 
one of the things he told, he mentioned in one of his videos, and I don't know how true this is. So you guys might have to help me on this. Um, but teaching in America is actually considered something that the mothers should be doing to their kids at home. And it's part of the so-called wifely duties, not necessarily something that should be funded as an institution because back in the day, this was how it was done. And the mama taught the youngins all the life lessons that were needed, you know, so that they could continue doing whatever it is they're doing. So the idea of public schools was almost considered a lark or a, uh, for the lack of a better term, a passion project, uh, you know, for, for some kids out there. And the thing is, if that is how education is perceived by the American public, then it does kind of make sense that, well, it, it, it kind of explains where you are now, where you've got people who, you know, the, they, they look at science and go, well, no, it can't be that difficult. It's like, well, yeah, it is like, like these flat earthers, like they, honestly, I think one of the reasons why they stick to the things they do is because they can't conceptualize just how big this planet is. And the fact that we are, uh, what was it? I saw once if you were to take all the adults in the world and smush them together in one place on the planet, they would, in, they would be in a square, uh, 20 miles by 20 miles. And that's it. Damn. And how, how big is the surface of the earth? It's a little I, bit. I, I, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's freaking big. And you're right. We, we can't really see the curvature of the earth. And somebody's saying like, well, like Seattle's just over there. It's just 20 miles away and I can see it perfectly. Okay. Chuck go 200 miles away and then tell me what you see. And then of course he'll say, well, there's hills in the way. It's like you have no concept of distance and size on a celestial scale. Yeah. I mean, I, I've looked at some of the stuff. I've looked at some of the equations because I, I actually took an astronomy course and I saw some of the equations that are physics-based for determining things like like distance, solar masses, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is on another level. And if if you can't if you can't rightly do two plus two or whatever with this this new oh god what's that new standard or whatever that they're Common core. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to tell you right now, Shuge, that is not helping the situation. I'm not going to get into this one because no, there's, don't. there's, there's too damn many things. And, and right now I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't want to be dealing with that one. However, going back to what you were saying, as far as to the whole, the, the, the women folk are the, 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 nurturing and teaching arm of the of society and the family yeah yeah that's that's very much been a thing uh 
the, the school marm idea has been around for ever. It feels like truth be told when I was in grade school, the only male teachers that I remember in my school was the phys ed teacher and one male fifth grade teacher. The only other one that I know of when I was in grade school was the, the band. Yes. The guy who, uh, who handled the band as opposed to the orchestra, because they were two different pieces, mm-hmm. of course. And, and, and that was a guy things changed, of course, you know, as you move up, but the, the thing about education in the United States historically is that yes the whole school marm idea and for anybody that's kind of wondering about that uh go look up the old um our gang or otherwise known as uh the little rascals and you will see from you know the the 20s i forget when the hell the things were actually made i think it was in the 20s um or the early 30s that you know the the single schoolhouse um uh, trope yeah very that was very much more realistic than not mm-hmm. but there is an expression those that can do those that can't teach and as much as we absolutely detest stereotypes we also know for well on the show the extra line stereotypes are based in some truth. Mm-hmm. It only has to be a little bit because. Well, here's an example of it being based in truth. Uh, for example, okay, I had a computer teacher who used to be in the field. He did databases, he did all sorts of stuff. But the technology outpaced him. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't that he couldn't keep up with it. It was that he felt that he couldn't put in enough effort to continue to keep up with it with all the upcoming stars coming out of like colleges and, and the, the ones who are self-taught and everything else. And so he stood back and said, you know what? I'll teach people how to do this stuff. Yeah. And he got into teaching. I, I mean, I literally ate lunch with a guy one time to ask him why he was a teacher, if he was so good at what he was doing, and he explained it to me. Okay, this is an, uh, this is obviously a good case scenario where somebody who can't teach ends up teaching. It's not that they couldn't before. It's not that they never could. It's that they can't stay in that field anymore. Now yeah. they teach the upcoming generation to prepare them for yeah, and and the and thing is, if you if you teach them right, yes, if you teach them right, and again, this was a big thing I learned in college, because again, I I kind of had the same thing. Like I, most of my instructors, they weren't even professors. Like they they didn't have doctor or professor next to their name, and we were all on a first name basis. Um, but they were business veterans. I was taught uh, management as well as some. Uh, a business law class by a practicing corporate lawyer. 
who amazingly was a very nice person. And actually, I feel bad that I fell out of touch with her after I graduated. Wanted to see how she was doing. Anyways, but from the, from the computer side or the technology side, what we were taught was the concept. Not necessarily the software, because that changes way too fast. Mm -hmm. But learning the concepts of like, for instance, database management, you know, what is a database? What is a table? What is a join? What, uh, what yeah, is a, lot a primary of is key? A, a lot of that for no pun intended is a constant. Yes, exactly. And it translates to, to any software platform you work on. So the way you, so what they would teach you for problem solving is, okay, I need this information from this database. Okay. So what do I need to do? I need to retrieve the information. Now the question comes, how do I do it? That's when you get into the software specifics of it, but that is a minor piece of your ultimate goal. So a good teacher would teach you the concept of this is what your goal is. What you have to learn to do is how to adapt to the different software platforms. Now, thankfully, there's a lot of similarities between them. And I, I've, told, I've talked to this one before. I had a lab assignment where we had to create a small application. Uh, we, had to create, we had to create it in eight of, 12, eight of 10 different database platforms that we had to play with. Mm -hmm. So it was everything from Visual Basic to SQL. Uh, no, it wasn't SQL Server because that didn't exist back then. Uh, Fox Pro, Paradox, uh, Access, uh, Power Builder, and another Oracle one that I can't remember. But the bottom line was that this is what we wanted. This is what we had to work with. Now make it work across all these different platforms. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole thing about, you know, the, those who can't teach if they still like, as long as they can teach a concept, I, I would not use that in a negative term. And then I think of that, uh, Taylor, what's his name? You know, Oh, how much do teachers or what do teachers make? God, yeah, they can make it an a minus yeah. feel. Yeah. We should really post that one again. Yes, we should. And, and so. we will keep doing it every opportunity. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, completely sideways to this whole damn thing. I took, <laughs> this is the reason why I'm saying this one, we actually went back out to where the, uh, uh, where the college is, and uh, we stopped over at the, uh, the music store, which is still there from even before, you know, I was going to school out over there. So, you know, you know it's been there since the 70s. And I asked if anybody was still there that, uh, no, sorry, I asked if they still, still sell conducting batons. Because when I was there, I was taking a conducting course and sent us down there to go ahead and, you know, get batons. I still have mine somewhere. I don't know where it is right now, but I know I've got it somewhere. And you know what? Talking with the guy about the teacher that I had, I had forgotten that he was in the music scene. He, he, he went to, he went to Juilliard. To, you know, fairly prestigious. Mm -hmm. He learned his stuff and he was in 
the music business for a while and he had conducted orchestras and such and he you know he knew his thing and he was one of those people who had even told us how he learned from one of his students one time out when he saw them at a, a high school uh, i think is what it was I, I don't remember what it was but it's just like you know, how did you get your kids to learn how to play this incredibly complex piece of music? And he's just like, come back to the next, uh, no, no, it wasn't come back. It, it was, look, you taught me everything about how to conduct everything as normal, but when I'm up there, I'm not doing that. I'm actually conducting. And also every once in a while, when there are difficult parts, I will point over here and wiggle over here, wiggle over here, boom, boom. So, and that was, he was telling us in this conducting class, this was the first time I realized you don't just follow a simple lesson when you're doing this. You have to think on your feet. You have to learn on the fly. You have to adjust to what it is that you're doing. And that's one of the things that I think is important from the arts. You learn how to adjust and change out with what's going on that's new for you. Now, I'm not saying that it works for everybody, but it, it was one of those things where for me, it was just so funny because it's like, you know what the hell you're doing. You learned at freaking Juilliard for Christ's sake. And you still had one of your students teach you something new. And I think that that's fabulous. Those are the teachers that we need. The ones who are willing to think the ones who are willing to keep learning the ones who've got the passion to inspire that yeah and i kind of wonder and if we would be in a better shape if we had more of that instilled in the students that were my generation well and i think there's more too there's of course our resident critical thinker isn't here but you know what he'd say and to that's the other big thing too is instilling the idea of critical thought into students you know to to be able to distinguish what is fact and what is bullcrap out there speaking of which you know, i'm trying to figure out what this um yeah i, I saw that too it's like um okay little uh i don't know I'm kind of wondering if it's like a rot 13 kind of thing going on drunk, drunk on the keyboard. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, Wait, what? I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm looking at the thing for anybody that's wondering what is rot 13. Uh, it, it's how you summon Satan. Just, just trust me. You don't, you don't want to be looking into it. It's, it's, it's annoying as all hell. Don't worry about it. You know, so long as nothing happens with, uh, with that, uh, over in the live chat, I don't, you know, just let it sit there. I don't, I don't care. But yeah. Um, like that seems to be the big thing. Like you, we go back to again, you know, I'm not going to listen to science because somebody on YouTube told me not to, or somebody on Facebook told me not to. And it's like, okay, do you not have any capacity for, you know, critical thought? Or if, if a doctor is telling you that, uh, this therapeutic, you know, could help you. But then somebody on the internet says, no, 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 that'll give you, you know, green laser vomit cancer out the eyes. And you believe the guy on Facebook, like, wouldn't you want to, I don't know, do a little bit of research, maybe look into it a little bit more, 
you know, and then there's the whole thing. What was the whole thing about the doctor? I'd like to get a second opinion. You know, you can get that. You, you can go around to different doctors and ask these questions. This is what they are there for. And I do not mean Dr. Oz or that other show, the doctors on TV. No, screw that. Like though they are not doctors, they are television performers, even though they may have the term doctor next to the name. You know what? I know a lot of people who have doctor next to the name. Doctorate is not relegated to the medical profession. Hold on one second. Bridget, if I remember right, wasn't there somebody in Congress who is a medical doctor who was trying to talk up all the different things about uh, the, uh, the diseases going around for only for somebody to point out, yeah, you're an ophthalmologist? <laughs> you're talking about Rand Paul, huh? Oh, yeah, Rand Paul. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew the story. I just couldn't remember the specifics enough of it. Now, see, and yeah. and part of the problem that I've got with that also, Dallin, is that that also kind of jumpstarts over the piece of why are you not trusting the people who have invested time and money and a significant portion of their life to the study of this specific? Are you in the back of your head still nerd? on all these people, I really kind of wonder if that's still something that's kind of going on. That's, that's the the step that's, you know, quietly just sitting there. That's, that's everybody through it. Let me throw this one out Hmm. Uh, again. And and this is getting into real tinfoil hat territory for me. Uh, I don't invest a lot in this, but I'm trying to get a sense. Uh, Here's what I think. Dude, this is the safe place. The safest place in the world for you to talk this through. Are you kidding me? Yeah, un- until I run for public office and somebody calls this shit up, like, you know, 20 years from now. Oh, please. Yeah, 20 years from now, we'll all be dead from an asteroid hit. Who are you worried about? Or, yeah, fair fair point. Fair point. Mm. You're one welcome. The problem, well, one of the other problems is some doctors, hashtag not all, mm-hmm. hashtag not most. Like, <laughs> I, I'd say there's a there's a very screaming minority in this case. There is a non-zero number of doctors that don't yes. fit this bill. Well, yeah, exactly, and that's what I, that's what I mean. Some doctors are politically motivated to say certain things in the face of overwhelming evidence or overwhelming research. You know, it, basically, in the nine out of ten doctors agree that this this is the one. But unfortunately, that one has powerful, excuse me, has powerful friends. And those friends will be able to push what that one out of the 10 doctors is able to, is saying to the point where it generates an air of mistrust. So now when a doctor recommends a certain drug or a certain prescription or a certain medication, I should have said medication at the beginning, suddenly... You work for Big Pharma, don't you? You're just a mouthpiece for the Republican Party, aren't you? You're just this. You're just that. I'm going to go back to my Wakefield fan club group on Facebook. Even though I know Wakefield's been, you know, that whole thing's like been shot and buried in the backyard for many, many years. It's still an example of the crap that's out there. 
and before anybody no. goes ahead and says that, yeah, this is truly tr tinfoil, it's not nearly as much as you think. No. Because, and Bridget's going to back me up on this one easily, back in the 80s, it was not at all unusual for drug company reps to visit local pharmacies, independently owned pharmacies especially, mm -hmm. and doctor's offices to say, hey, we'd like to tell you about this new drug that's coming on the market. We've got some swag for you. We've got just some samples that you can keep to give out to customers. And we'd really like for you to be writing out these prescriptions. And maybe there's some benefit for, you know, if if we find out that uh, stuff is coming through that, you know, maybe we'll be able to, you know, send a little uh, money back your way, but we can't call it that. So, you know, we're, we're not going to call it that. If you saw my webcam, which it I don't happens. have installed right now, uh, I've got a story about that. Yeah. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not. Now, the reason why I'm throwing this one up is I saw this happen while I was still at my very first job, the job I've ever based everything against, which was at a locally owned by two guys pharmacy in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I saw it all goddamn time. Yeah. So now all the goddamn time. Now, the thing is. Uh, up, up here, at least, as far as I know, a pharmacist, uh, okay, yeah, I guess if you go up to him and say, hey, my nose has been, you know, shooting out purple snot for the past six weeks, what can you recommend? Not um, getting punched in the face. That'll be yeah. $13, thank you. Yeah. Um, when I was, and again, this goes back to the family doctor thing. He, he and I, I had gone for a checkup. And at the time I was on a particular blood pressure medication mm. and it was working, but not as well as he'd like. And yes, there are some lifestyle changes I still need to make. Uh, I try, I really do. Anyways, he recommended another, uh, a second medication. And it was one that he, he had been asked, you know, to start marketing. For lack of a better term. Okay. I'm not trying. No, it's, to... a, it's perfectly, perfectly viable term yeah. on this one. But one of the perks, I got a free blood pressure monitor. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of nice. Um, come to about three, four years ago, the medication had been pulled because it had carcinogenic potential. Uh, thankfully that never happened to me, but now I'm on something different. So, but again, I'd been taking it for so many years and so many other people have been taking it for so many years, you know, was that a thing or was this, you know, after so much use, they finally, you know, this popped up, you know, thing is you could have a thousand trials. Everything works fine. Five years from now, something else could happen and it could be a fluke. It could be, you know, there's, there's a lot of Heisenberg uncertainty in, the, in all of this. Agreed. Um, but yeah, to, to say that, you know, I've actually experienced where a doctor must have been approached by a pharmaceutical company to start prescribing this to their patients. I'd like to think there was a caveat onto that saying, if the patient meets the criteria, i.e., you know, 
don't don't prescribe this to a kid who's got a cold. You know, they, they don't need blood pressure medication for a damn cold. Now, do I think some doctors would actually do that? Yeah, possibly. If they but was, then again, uh, I'm a cynical money, bastard. Yeah, yeah. If there was a monetary incentive for them, yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, if you overprescribe it to to people who don't really need it, you know, then you're risking malpractice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's true, and uh, like yeah. Bridget was saying, you know, uh, not only is it a matter that it was happening then, uh, if if I heard you correctly, because it was a, a little off, you were saying it still happens till today, right? Yep. Oh yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I mean. We we don't even have to go to the point of uh, to the doctor's offices and having the reps go to them because medications are peddled on TV for commercials as it is. Talk to your doctor about drug X, Y, Z. Yeah. Why? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the symptoms are. They just tell you what the downsides are and just talk to your doctor about. Yeah. So oh. some of the commercials I've noticed will actually say, hey, do you, you know, do you think this is right for you? Well, you should talk to your doctor about it. And that's it. It's like, what the fuck drug is that? I mean, what does it do? What is it for? What's the target audience? They, they make it specifically vague to try to catfish as many people as going to their doctor to ask about it. And then, you know, how's this for a, 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 an incorrect but a perception nonetheless, where you go to your doctor and go, hey, uh, this me- medicine's all over, all over. What do you know about it? And the doctor goes, I don't know, because, you know, it's brand new. The doctor hasn't had a chance to look it up. They've got their hands full of working with people, whatever, and that medicine might not even apply to the field that that doctor works in. Oh, and now boy. you're leaving the doctor's office going, what do I pay these people? For? They don't know anything. And, and it happens. And that happens. Yeah. And and let's add on to that. And again, Bridget will back me the fuck up on this one. There are no less than thousands upon thousands of accepted drugs on the market, even before you get to any kind of compounding stuff, which believe it or not, compounding is still, even if small, still a thing that you cannot expect a doctor to remember everything in the big-ass medical journal and every goddamned medication that's out there all at the same time, every damn time, every time there is a new thing that comes out, because that's not how memory works. They remember the most recent stuff and the most used stuff. Which is why, uh, importantly, they also tend to remember the stuff that either works or the stuff that has horrible, horrible bad effects. Yeah. Uh, What's what's the one that I'm thinking of? Uh, My grandfather had to have what did he call? He called it water pills. Uh, It was uh, something with an L. Yeah, most people. Lasik? Huh? No. Lasik. No, no, no. uh, So this this would have been back the 70s. Um, Oh God, I forgot what the hell it was. It was it was like really. Oh my God, there were capsules at the time. I remember they were thin, yellow with a red stripe on it. They were actual. You're, you're capsules. talking about the. You're talking about the 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 essentially what's a diuretic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's 
for helping for um, for people who end up having like water pressure building up around their heart, yeah, water retention building around their heart, or it builds in their legs, or it builds in their limbs, or something, and it causes a massive amount of swelling. Um, that could make you know the swelling of trying to walk around in high heels while working at a diner, overnight diner, look like a walk in a park. Um, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Of you know, I've got family on those. Yeah, and like like we said, the stuff that works traditionally works. And why would they remember the newer stuff? Because again, because they were told about it. And they've got incentive to know and remember about it because they're going to get the swag and they're going to get something pushed back to them, which means it's not necessarily about the new hotness that's been had papers written about it so much as the stuff that's been marketed because it's not been shown to be detrimental. Well, drug reps still make a shit ton of money, though. True. My God, that is true. It's disgusting. It really is disgusting. And it shouldn't be that way. I remember, I remember when it used to be. Drug commercials on TV in the U.S. were for over-the-counter products only. Yeah, I really Stuff, like to see it go back to that. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing about that was that stuff is relatively safe. Can you overdose from Tylenol? Yeah. yeah, but you have to work at it. Case in point. And, um, I used to live in New York and we had a person in the neighborhood, not immediate neighborhood, but in the surrounding area who tr- went down to the local drugstore. And they bought a bottle of Tylenol. Now, this was an under 18 kid. So, uh, despite the kid being over 18, if still alive at this point, I'm not naming names. Um, the kid tried to swallow the whole bottle. We're talking like 100 count or whatever. The kid got through, uh, according to the people in the know at the time, got through about half the bottle and started vomiting and then passed out. So apparently didn't try to swallow the whole thing all at once. My, my best guess is swallow pill, sip of water, swallow pill, sip of water and so on. And, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could like take a whole bottle of it, crush it up and you, oh, know, sure. you know, you have a bad day. This person apparently tried to take them, you know, a couple at a time or whatever and had a reaction that, save that person's life so Fine is by it me. possible you know is it possible to die by tunnel yeah do you have to work at it yeah but it's not uh, but it's not impossible no 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 i mean hell we we know full well as weird as it sounds you can get drunk on water water so you know it's you could also kill you trying to get drunk on water that's true that's happened too that's true but you know all is said and done. I think it's safe to say that, uh, and and I'm kind of wondering, do we all agree? Better quality education, long-term, 
is probably the one of the greatest investments that we could have had over the last, I'm going to call it 50 years. I know I'm kind of harping on my own pet project at the moment in my own head, but it's really hard for me to get away with the idea that, you know, maybe a little bit more money and time and effort into that effort might have actually prevented a portion of what's going on now. There are a lot of things they could have, that could have been done. And it, it wouldn't have had to have been forceful or, you know, it didn't have to have that mandate flavor to it, you know? And the, the thing is like, let's go back even 20 years. No, not 20 years. Uh, 40 years. You're, you're doing the whole, all right, let's go back to the eighties, you know, about 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I knew, I knew exactly where that was happening. Yeah. But I'm thinking about things like schoolhouse rock, for instance. Yeah. Or, you know, even the little public service announcement at the end of a GI Joe cartoon or at the end of anything from uh, filmation. You know, the, the, the little moral lesson that you would get at the end of a show like, like He-Man or Brave Star or something like that. It was just a little something to explain to the kids, you know, that, you know, sometimes this happens and you, you know, here's how to make the best of it. But the thing about Schoolhouse Rock is it, it actually did. It talked about, you know, how a bill makes it through Congress or any number of other things. Uh, too many for me to remember. Uh, we had one back home or up here. It was called uh, Max the 2,000-Year-Old Mouse. And oh, that's cute. Yeah, but, but, what, but it was history for him. And like the, it was actually through that that I first learned of people like Charlemagne. Or Alexander the Great. Wow. Hmm. Uh, you know, and then, okay, so so now you, you've baited the hook with, you know, you, you got a nugget, a, a nugget of knowledge. And like, okay, so who was Charlemagne? He was actually known as the, he was actually considered, uh, in short form, the first king of the world. He was also the first Holy Roman Emperor, as far as I remember. Or first Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, or something like that. So, but the thing is, it was out there in sort of mainstream media. It was a piece of, you know, what was on TV. TV was actually a bit of an educator. And I think they should, they should have stuck with that to you know, maybe do concepts like that or, oh God, when the shuttle program was, was going, we had a guy on one of our news, on one of our stations. And every time there was a news program and anytime something happened with the shuttle, he would, they would bring this guy in and he was, and he was an astronomer slash rocket scientist slash science guy. And he would actually explain, okay. So when the shuttle took off, so what are they going to be doing? And then he would like bring out his models of what the shuttle was going to do and the orientation that the shuttle was going to be in when it did the thing. And, and it's like, that is so cool because you actually get a sense of what they're doing up there. 
you know, and it doesn't have to be billions of equations and analyzing orbital mechanics. It's just, okay, so they're actually going to be orbiting the Earth, but the rockets, the, the motors are actually going to be facing down towards Earth. Okay, that's cool. Why are they doing that? And then they explain why. Uh, but there seems to be so much, so little of that nowadays. Now it's, hey, today we've got this person, uh, th this politician, we're going to have him on today. We're going to have a little chat with him. And then it's a half hour of these people screaming at him because he's a politician. Like, are you really elevating the discourse there or are you just getting them on so that you can promulgate the hate and, and foment the anger that's already out there? And that's a trouble these days is that people are, they feel it's, it's more fun and more satisfying to get angry at someone than to actually learn something. It's like, no, I don't have time to learn about this. I'm too busy being angry at, at the person, or I'm too busy being angry at the concept. And unfortunately, that I lay at the feet of the media. And again, I've, I've been kind of watching, you know, off and on of things that have been going on. And it's just, it is despicable, deplorable and disgusting what mainstream media is doing to push their own narratives. And this is on either side of the fence. I've seen shit that is like, you need to not be on the air anymore because you're not helping, you know? Yeah. There, there are pieces. There are a lot of pieces that, like I said earlier, Dallin and I absolutely agree on. And a couple of pieces that, nuance we don't exactly but you know what that's okay because when all is said and done he and i we definitely have our higher our hearts sit in the right direction and ultimately that's the important part and like i said he's he, he kicked my ass so i'm, I'm not gonna argue very hard we need to uh, we need to roll the rest of this, um, Bridget. You've had the you've had the least amount of time at the moment. Um, what what last piece do you want to drop in here? I mean, I I went ahead and I said you know I, I think more investment in education in the last fifty years might have stymied a, a lot of what we got. I don't know if you want to jump onto that or something else that you wanted to finish out of. Well, I mean, I don't even think that that's going to happen because you know even at the university level schools are more interested in athletics and sports <laughs> don't i know it and that's where most of the funding goes to and i think it's wrong i think it sucks but that's where we are Fair and enough. i'm sorry i haven't been talkative i'm doing good to sit up i made it for the show and no, I didn't that's, think I was going to. <laughs> that that's okay. That's okay. That's that's why I wanted to, you know, give you give the opportunity to do whatever it was that you wanted to get. And as an aside, by the way, Stephanie had also said, and I, I did see it before, education budgets needs double to even start on this. Yep, and they need yeah. to focus on education. Yeah. Not athletics. 
well, there's a whole bunch of other pieces, but that's a, a whole other thing. Tech, same over to you then. Whatever, whatever piece you want to finish out with. Uh, I'm really fucking pissed off. Dr. Oz. I mean... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... That's a here, whole here, cluster here, fuck right there. Yeah, it, it is. Dr. Oz is running for Senate. And wait, anybody, anybody who has followed the, the history of Dr. Oz knows that this is not a person who should be in the Senate. When you are called before the Senate in 2014, called before the Senate because you go on advertising on television that there are certain quote-unquote medical claims for weight loss that are effective and that they work and yada, 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 yada. It turns out you're lying through your effing teeth, okay? And your show actually gets pulled, you're, you're fined, you're, you're found, you know, whatever it is that the Senate finds you in trouble for. And then later on, you know, you you uh, you apologize and you basically get back on the air somehow because somebody in charge of the television is stupid. And when 2020 rolls around and we've got COVID going on and you get on the air with Fox News and you say, well, hey, uh, we should all get back together because it's only going to cost us, you know, uh, a couple percentage points in terms of total mortality, meaning people dying, you dick. How dare you fucking call yourself a doctor? especially with anything related to human health, because the doctors that actually want to take care of people aren't out there to kill people. They have the Hippocratic Oath. You apparently did not swear an oath to it. And now you want to be on the Senate? Fuck you. Yeah, but so does Herschel Walker, and that's a whole nother. (laughs) (laughs) There's, like Sujin says, there are some people that... If I see their name in the obituary, I will not cry a tear for. That's a paraphrase, by the way. Don't remember the phrase exactly. Oh, you're a better person than I am. I'd be like all over Twitter gloating over that shit. No. The day uh, Pat Robertson actually kicks the bucket instead of another one of those, hey, he died. He's like, nope, no, he didn't. We got you, troll. Um... I won't say stuff on anything on social media except I'm not losing any sleep over it. Because I'm not going to become like those idiots when Christopher Hitchin died. All those religitards who came out of the woodwork damning him to hell and saying, ah, ha, ha, God got him and blah, blah, all this. And, you know, just being as toxic as he, more toxic than Mother Teresa. How's that for toxic? Yeah, I'll engage in some schadenfreude. You know, if something ever happens to the former guy, I'm going to throw a peach and orange themed party. Complete with Cheetos and Tang and peach fizzy drink and all that stuff. Uh, you know the old I'm expression? I'm a horrible person. Well, you know the old expression, the left eats themselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, the right's doing it too now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know we're going a little over time here, but uh, I know a lot of people think I'm the the foil in this group, and 
just to let you know that I'm not. Uh, the poster boy for eloquence and oration, Ted Cruz, <laughs> on the right, <laughs> made a gigantic ass of himself. I, I believe the, the, the word that should follow that would be again. Again, yes. Again. Because you look at this dude's track record and yeah. Um, now he's got all sorts of people pissed off at him. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're all people that were normally in his camp. Like uh, Tucker Carlson tore a strip off him uh, for that. And I know why he did it. And everybody else knows why he did it. And it's because... He's, he's looking at the center seat. He's looking at the center seat again. He's looking to go out. He's looking to take on the, the orange man for the, uh, for the leadership. And no, but but the thing is like every other politician, he has to start pandering to whatever interest group will get him over the edge to, to that position and then he can dispose of them afterwards, like every other politician has in the past. See, this is the thing Shujin, Bridget, and I have that a lot of people don't have, and that is age. Everybody seems to be gobsmacked at this shit's happening now. Fuck, dude, we've been seeing this for our entire lives. Yeah. Let me, let me finish this off with, uh, with this to go off of that item. Number one, a lot of us were older, grew up with pendulum clocks, not going to call them grandfather clocks, pendulum clocks where things would switch back and forth and back and forth. We know for well, things do exactly that. It's a societal thing as much as it's a mechanical thing. We've seen it. We've seen how things play out. The idea of... uh, Second point. The idea of money going into sports instead of the various arts, or anything else for that matter, is stupid at its face. You're intentionally allowing kids into situations where they can be injured really really badly in some cases football yeah you can you can you can wear a lot of padding you're still going to get hurt to a certain degree hockey there are plenty of guys who were on hockey cards from the 70s who've got a picket fence for a smile that'll tell you that yeah you're going to get you're going to get hurt lacrosse well i mean talked about that last night on my show Mm -hmm. you're gonna get hurt the idea that you should be paying for let's just start off with the insurance premiums for kids in interscholastic competitions of a physical nature where someone can and will be injured doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense when you think about how funny the line is welcome to the battle of the bands 
that'll be finally held with live ammunitions <laughs> gets that reaction because of the absurdity of it. Item last. Leaving money aside, because there's still plenty of other things that we could talk about. Leaving education aside, because there's too damn many things that we could talk about it. There's one piece from the news that I want to very specifically mention. Yeah, we joked about Betty White, and, and it's, it's sad that she's gone, and she will forever be the youngest hundred-year-old in history in my book, and I challenge anybody to take me off of that position. But there is at least one good thing that ended up happening to start off the year. It's not justice, but it's accountability. The three men convicted of murdering Ahmad Arbery, sentenced to prison. Two of them, life, done. One of them, minimum of, if I remember correctly, 30 years before the possibility of parole. I'm very glad that this happened. I am absolutely devastated that it happened in the first place. I am positively disgusted with the DA, who at the time had said, no, I'm not going uh, to bring any charges, because, I mean, it was perfectly legit under the law, who fortunately is now finding herself arrested and under the law for obstructing justice or whatever the term is that they're using for it. It should have never happened. It should have never happened in the first place. But I'm glad that the accountability has finally happened. That one item, at least, has gone the way that it's supposed to. I want this to be a better year. We all collectively and i know even though the cameras were off on everybody I'm, I'm sincerely hoping everybody is nodding for this one we want this to be a better year we're going to do our damnedest to be here to help just like we have for the past what has it been seven years we're going to keep trying we're going to keep being here we're going to do what we can and we're going to help alleviate some of the stress that you guys are going under if you ever need us join the discord pop up a at everyone i need a voice i need an ear i need somebody to talk to we'll do our damnedest to be there for you because like i've said before that's what family does even if it's family of choice So with that, we're going to go ahead and close this one up. A little long, but you know what? It's the beginning of the year. You need a little bit of sample pack of what's going to be happening. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us. As always, we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the weeks ahead. And one of these days, I should really write that piece out so I don't forget how to say it. Because one of these days is going to be those nights where I'm just going to go ahead and start to say it and have an absolute total brain fart and forget what the hell it is that I'm supposed to say. You know it's going to happen. Tech, thank you. Glad you're able to make it back. And you take care of yourself, man. You stay healthy, huh? I'm trying. <laughs> you too.
I, <laughs> I keep myself indoors. What the hell am I going to do? Hmm. And, and fortunately, by the way, um, the lake effect machine did not hit my section of Erie County. Fortunately, the North towns, however, I kind of feel bad for them, but you know what? Um, they could have just as easily been living down the South towns. So, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, screw them. But then again, I also live out in ski country. So, you know, sooner or later, it's going to hit me. Bridget, thank you. You take care of yourself as best you can and just keep us posted, would you? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm probably going to be in bed like within the next 10 minutes. <laughs> That's fine. We won't join you. Uh, is there anybody that you needed to, uh, go ahead and say a very special good night to? Uh, fuck you, Rachel Malinsky at the CDC. What the f*** are you doing? I mean, really. Yeah, I actually have to talk to members of the CDC next week. Uh, is there something I should be wor worried about here? Well, I'm just like, what is with this back and forth guidance and you're confusing the hell out of people? And what do you mean that, that you know, if you if you get COVID and you're feeling better within five days, then you can just, like, go back to work and shit? Oh. What the yeah. fuck you? Yeah, we got the same same kind of thing up here. They're... Yeah, it's... It's a thing. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but at the same time, yeah, it's, I thought, I thought we were unique up here with that one, but I guess not. Especially healthcare workers. You're wanting to get more people. Ugh. Yeah, it's bad it's also because some healthcare facilities have seen a 50% drop in people owing to illness and, or refusal to get vaccinated or getting burnt <laughs> out. Is it, actually, all of columns A, B, and C in that case. True. <clears throat> True that. But you, like I said, you know, take care of yourself. Keep us posted, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Appreciate it. And Dallin, um, A, if you sound better than I do at this point, I'm going to be really pissed off at you. <laughs> I'm going to be really pissed off at you. Oh, well, we'll see. I, uh. I got one more test on this thing tomorrow and um, we'll, we'll see then just how it sounds or how, how people think it sounds. Fair enough. Seriously. Thank you very much. You have yourself a good, hopefully warm night and you know, stay safe yourself. Huh? Uh, like I said, the police capes, the heat, uh, I'm looking at the temperature right now. It's actually warmer now than it was midday on Wednesday. So. Yeah, and we're actually going to be above zero next week. So, yeah, big car wash is going to be just raking in the dough next week. And reasonably yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and now that the site is back up, I'll be busy at work getting the audio curated for the past few episodes over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Uh, one of the other tests I've been doing is trying to get back into some kind of groove with my own stuff. Uh, hopefully by next week, I'll be able to keep you all posted. Maybe I'll have some new content. We'll see. Fair enough. So if you'd like to be in touch with us, of course, 
holycrapthevlogcast.com. It's got all of our uh, contact info. If you'd like to be in touch, uh, please feel free to use the phone number so that Google doesn't keep saying, hey, uh, you don't use your phone number. You know, we, we could really use that back again. <laughs> no, it's mine. It's 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm being a, I'm being an absolute tool to them about it, but you know what? They offered it for free. So you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to abuse the shit out of it as much as I can, at least as much as possible. As we said, everybody, please, please stay safe, stay warm, stay healthy, do the best that you can. Uh, my son has gotten his booster this week. I will be getting mine, uh, Tuesday. I think is what it is, but otherwise just whatever it is that you can do to mitigate everything as best you can, please. And just know that we'll be here for you. So as always, until the next time we're together, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, like I said, it's going to be 17 years. I am still in love. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. You dream of me. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>